And we're back here in the episode of Don Testapod. It's me and Getz only here for this episode. Uh, got anything else to say, Getz? Just like the old days. You just, know, like, just like the first few podcasts. Mm-hmm. But first thing, we was wrong. Tampa Bay. We were terribly wrong. Wow. Uh, I think the point where I knew I was in trouble with my prediction was like a day before the game, I heard that the Chiefs were going to miss both their left tackle and their right tackle. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm going to stick with my guns just because I have to. I made the take, but uh, it could be in trouble. And it ended up being that the Bucks still just rushed four and dropped everyone into coverage, but Patrick Mahomes had no time which is really the only way you're going to beat him. Because if you blitz Patrick Mahomes, he's going to beat you. And so you have to be able to pressure him with four. Mm-hmm. And they did that well. And Todd Bowles, what a, what a game by him. I think he definitely deserves another chance at being a head coach. He head coach for the Broncos. That doesn't really count. So that doesn't really count as like a failed time because the Broncos suck. And um, Tom Brady just did what he had to, game manager type stuff, but still the GOAT, just because he doesn't make mistakes either. Yeah, but, like, I, I'm saying, like, the whole entire win was just because of the Bucks' defense, because, like, in my opinion. But, like, there were, in the first half, there were some questionable calls, too. But Oh, my gosh. I forgot about those because it ended up being such a blowout, so in the end it didn't really matter. Yeah. But that – that that first PI call, okay, I can I can see that the one where he threw the pick, you know that? Yeah. Okay, that's fifty fifty. The second one was the worst thing I've ever seen. If I was Bruce Arians, I would have declined it for respect of the game, because Tom Brady just throws it miles out of the end zone, and it's not even close. Yeah. And then, like, oh, when they get an interception, they call a P.I. like five seconds later after the interception happened. Like, if you want to call a foul, call it right away. Don't wait for a while to call the foul. The same thing that happened in the NFC Championship game with Kevin King. But – and some of these fouls, like, they're barely even touching the players, but they're calling it now. So, because sometimes you got to let them play football, but – Yeah, and – Tom Brady wasn't asked to do anything too crazy this game, but he just didn't make a mistake, though, which is also to his credit. Because uh, the past, like, three playoff games, he threw at least three interceptions each game. Um, yeah, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't as perfect in those games. But how many times in this game do you have just, like, a five-yard dump off to Fournette and then he go gets the first down or just – just a little five-yard pass and then yards after catch, and they get a first down out of it. That's yeah, a lot of what he really had to do. Even the first touchdown to Gronk, that's like my favorite play on Madden, PA boot slide, and just toss it out right to the tight end, and he goes, goes and gets 15 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. They just uh, play really smart against uh, uh, the Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs because they know they can't get in like a throwing battle, throwing it deep against yeah. this team. So they decided to two clock down, play smart. Their game plan was just solid. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, Andy Reid's usually good at these things coming off a bye week, but he just looked lost. Yeah. And then the only person who got wrong about the Bucks win was Yama, but he's not here for today. You got it right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But weaving's next for... Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay has a lot of free agents. Chris Godwin, Rock Kowski, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, all free agents this year. Um, I don't know what their cap situation is like, but just with Tom Brady's mentality, he's he wants to run it back. So, And I bet those guys want to run it back. I mean, you just came from the best team you might ever be on. So I imagine – a lot of those guys are going to want to stay. And uh, you could tell from the way that Tom Brady said on the Super Bowl podium, he was like, what's next? And Tom was like, run it back. We're doing it again next year. Yeah. But I don't know how, like – I know, like, okay, they probably can get Rob and Tony Brown and 
Leonard Fournette back, but I don't know how they can get Chris Godwin back because that's going to be the more expensive contract right there. But if I was all of them, I would definitely resign with the Bucks and try to run back. Yeah, maybe Chris Godwin takes a team-friendly deal for a year. That's what Mike Evans did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He reconstructed his contract so it could be a more team-friendly. But what's next for the Chiefs? We're, no, the Chiefs only had like like a dollar in cap space left. <laughs> uh, keep the roster, though, because, I mean, you've made it to two straight Super Bowls, won one of them. This Super Bowl was a bad result, but it was just about the game plan and unfortunate people that you were missing, you know. You're missing, like, Eric Fisher, who's an all-pro-type tackle and stuff, so Patrick Mahomes is under constant arrest the whole game. So I'd run it back with the same roster. Yeah. Yeah, but and maybe they should go out looking in the draft and try to see if they can draft someone to help their team because, like, a big problem with them during the game was actually – corners because like their corners didn't do well against Chris Godwin and Mike Evans like they got the safeties and they got the D-line but the corners and linebackers wasn't doing as well like for example like okay some of those holding calls were actually actually holding calls because you see in the last second you see the corners holding on to Mike Evans and mm-hmm. have passive interference on the other side of the field you just don't do that those holding calls were killing me man mm-hmm. But they were. They were all over them. Mm-hmm. So they could definitely look for that in the draft. And the good thing about the NFL, unlike the N- NBA draft, is like NBA, once you're past like 10, it's done. Yeah. And if you have a pick like the Lakers, you're a good team. You might as well just not even be picking. But in the NFL, there's just talent throughout the whole draft. Like how the, the, how the Chiefs got Clyde or Allier from last year and like in the late in the first round. Yeah. And they also got, like, McCall Harmon, too, the year before. There's just way more stories in the NFL than any other league of guys being, like, late-round drafts and turning out to be great players. Like Mostly, I'm, I'm just thinking of wide receivers right now, but I can think of two from the Super Bowl, Antonio Brown and Tyreek Hill. Oh. Oh, you're, ta- you're talking about wide receivers. Yeah, I was talking about r- real late draft picks. Those guys were, like, fifth or sixth round. Mm-hmm. Because Tyreek Hill went to Oklahoma State, got cut because of legal issues, and then he went to a smaller school. West Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but J.J. Watt getting cut from the Texans. Good for him that he can leave that garbage organization. I saw something funny yesterday that was that said – this is the punishment for the Houston Astros cheating because they really didn't get punished at all. So all this happening is their punishment. Um, there's a lot of landing spots for J.J. Watt. I'm interested to see where he goes. I hope he doesn't go to the Steelers just because his brother because that franchise is going to go like this. You know, they might lose Juju. They have Ben Roethlisberger quarterback, so they can't really ever win anyway. And they might lose James Carnes too. Yeah. So they. I hope he doesn't go there, but – he probably wants to play with his brother. I haven't heard too much about other potential landing spots, but that uh, glad he's out of Houston, which is sad actually because he, I think he really liked Houston and all the stuff he did for Hurricane Relief and stuff. The city liked him too, but the organization just turned to such garbage recently. So, yeah, just terrible, like terrible front office for Houston, like for the Bill O'Brien and not getting the the staff that Deshaun Watson won with Eric Bellamy or any other coach. Not listening to him at all. And also they hired a general manager that he didn't, like, care for either. Yeah, like, the head coach they got, like, he was a terrible head coach when he was a head coach. He was, like, the – and he's, like, the – like, was he, like, the he wide receiver? the wide receivers coach for the Chiefs. The year – in a year where the Chiefs didn't catch a single pass touchdown, something like that, mm-hmm. the wide receivers didn't. Yeah, and also he was a wide receiver head coach for the Ravens. Where the Ravens, so was, that's like being the wide receivers coach for Navy football. Yeah, I just don't know why they got picked him up. But one spot I can see him going is the Browns and Packers. 
that'd be nice to see him. But I feel like wherever Deshaun, I think JJ Watt's going to wait till wherever Deshaun goes, and he's going to go there probably. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, so, but I like to see him on the the Browns or Packers. Maybe. Yeah, I want to see him get to contend because that's something he hasn't really had in his life. I mean, just a year ago, the Texans were up 24 nothing on the Chiefs, but, like, he hasn't been to those late rounds of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson narrows his list. Right now, the two teams are all that on that narrow list, not the Jets anymore, but it's the 49ers and the Denver Broncos. And now the Denver Broncos, you know, odds went up for getting Deshaun Watson. So – what team do you think Deshaun Watson wants, is going to go on? Broncos, 49ers? I'm pretty sure Dolphins are on the, on the teams. Like, I'd like to see him go to the Dolphins but because I'd, I don't think two is legit because how he ended the season, it was kind of poor. So I think if there's a chance to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, you send them Tua and you send them your first – Houston's actual first-round pick this year – and then, like, another two first-round picks or something, and uh, you make it work. But I don't see him going to the Broncos. It just doesn't seem like a fit to me. Is he going to like the cold weather there after playing in uh, South Carolina at Clemson and playing in Houston now? Now he has to go be, like, this cold-weather tough quarterback up in Denver. No, I see him more with the 49ers, and that defense is still as good as – not as good, but good from when it went to the Super Bowl. So, well, the thing is, like, I was we were going to talk about the 49ers later, but 40, 49ers lost a lot of players because Richard Sherman's leaving. Like, let me pull up this. Uh, where, where did I have it at? I probably have it somewhere. I was like, I saw this on Instagram about the 49ers, like, how they're not the same team as they went to the Super Bowl. See, they lost Salah. And and Buckner's gone, and Sherman and Vera it might be might be leaving free agency, and Moser, Raheem Moser is still like is injury prone, so I don't really see them being as good. Their defense not they lost most of their defense from that year, and their offense besides their they have good receivers, but their running back is injury prone. So and the teams, culture team is injury prone too. So. We're not sure about them being as good. Yeah, the roster is one thing he has to look at, but also the place where he wants to live. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is pretty cool to live, I would imagine. Honestly, I think Denver is pretty cool. Yeah, you think so? Mm-hmm. Never been there before, but, you know. Oh, I've been there a lot of times. How come I've been to Mile High Stadium more times than you? Yeah, never been to Mile High Stadium. My high stadium so That's Watching what... them was a punishment. I had to watch Case Keenum. Oh. Those Broncos. Oh. I don't know. I think I could count the amount of first downs you guys got on, like, one hand, maybe. hmm But your defense was still so good yeah. that the game That's was like – the problem. Like, we keep on getting st- – like, that year when we keep on getting stops, and then, like, we turn over the ball, Case Keenum gets the ball, and he's like – four downs later, we're pounding the ball, so. Yeah. <sighs> but that was, like, the year that Phil Lindsay had, like, a breakout year, so – Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm. Yeah, but I feel like maybe uh, Kareem Jackson stopped, used to be teammates with Deshaun Watson, good friends with him. He's He said that he's really interested. Remember, they also have the receivers. They got K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, and Corlin Sutton, and maybe and Tim Patrick, too, but they might trade with Tim Patrick for part of the Deshaun Watson trade, but they still have Tim Patrick. And also, you got Noah Fant. You got uh, old line that because the old line from last the old line this season, <coughs> most of them opt out or got injured. Like, but we we got Gary Bowles, we got Dalton Reisner, but just Jawan James is kind of overrated in my opinion. His, he's not worth his contract, so maybe we should just look the trade or come. But and we got the defense. Defense is still good. We got young defensive players like Bradley Chubb. Uh, and Justin Simmons, but if we resign Justin Simmons, that the Broncos should resign Justin Simmons because he's so good, so good. Like, pop in my pants, top five safety in the league. But 
just because he's on Denver, no one really re recognized him. But, and then Broncos have good running backs, but in my opinion, I feel like we should keep Philip Lindsay instead of, uh, instead of Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I don't know why we signed Melvin Gordon. This didn't make sense, but that's just John Elway being John Elway right there, but so I feel like he he'll fit perfectly in and Denver. Like the only problem is that Bob Miller contract is a little bit too big, but we'll talk about that later. But Russell Wilson, frustrated. He's not happy. He said that he because because uh Russell Wilson gets sacked the most. Because his O line is he said that his O line's terrible. He doesn't like it. Uh he said he he said he's frustrated. He wants the organization organization to listen to him more. Listen to him. Involve him and stuff. In the past nine season, he got sacked three hundred ninety four times. He's on track to get sacked more. He's he's the on track to get the most sacks and 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 NFL history over Brett Favre, and that's be like he would get like Brett Favre has eight hundred. Russell Wilson is on pace to get nine hundred. I'm not 900, uh, 1,000 a year. So, it just keep on going up. And remember, Russell Wilson only been in the league for nine years, and Brett Favre went for, been in the league for 17 years. Ten more years later, he's going to break the record. Russell Wilson, um, nine years in the NFL now, never a losing record. So, even behind NFL, even behind bad offensive lines. I agree with him that he gets hit too much. I agree with him that the organization should listen to him in, you know, who they get and such. But I don't like going out there and just trashing your O-line. How is his O-line, you know, because at least some of those guys are going to be back next year. How is his O-line going to feel about this next season? I don't know. That's the thing, but. But put them everywhere. This is on every sports show. He's say, it says Seahawks offensive line sucks, which we know. But everybody would have done it this way. The thing is, like, people. I heard this a lot during the. I heard a lot of Seahawks fans, including my brother, saying that the thing that Patrick Mahomes went through was just like Russell Wilson was going through in Seattle. So. Which is true because I've been I watched some Seahawks games and see like the O line just collapsing, collapsing, especially against the when he was playing the Cardinals on primetime TV, when he was playing against the the Ram, the Rams that time and the playoffs too. So the O line wasn't simply blocking for Chris Carson or Russell Wilson during that time. Chris Carson didn't have a good game. Russell Wilson was gaining pressure too much. So that's one problem, but. Yeah, I but but I just think it's bad to go about it this way. Yeah. Where his offensive line is now shamed nationwide. The thing is, it wasn't even Russell Wilson said it, it was just saying his camp, but that's basically being Russell Wilson said it too, so Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you think the Seattle will make a change? A lot of people say that he's on people that they uh, Russell Wilson said that he had got a few calls to get traded for him, but I don't really see him getting traded. But you think they would trade him away or try to help? No, you don't, you don't trade Russ. He's, he's so good. Despite all of these O-lines, like I said, he's never had a losing season in his career. And he's just uh, an all-around pro. You know, he's, he's a good guy off the field, too, as well as on the field. So... I don't think I don't think that there's too much that they can change because first of all they haven't shown that they've been good at this. I heard that since Russell Wilson joined the league maybe or some period in between that that they haven't signed an offensive lineman to a second contract ever that they drafted. They haven't signed an offensive lineman to a second contract. So they haven't shown that they've been good at getting that getting this position. And they don't have any first-round draft picks, too. To what is their assets is what I was going to say. What is their assets after giving the house away for Jamal Adams and stuff like that? And so they're in a, they're in a tough situation. Yeah, it doesn't look like the 
little Jamal Adams trade's looking good right now, too. Oh, no, they got hosed. For Blitz Boy? Yeah. But I just don't see how they can improve the O-line. That's the thing. Like, unless they, unless the O-line just magically just become good, like. That just doesn't happen, though. Yeah. But it doesn't help when you're, one, the old starring O-line pack off his tackles in the news about abusing his girlfriend and stuff, so. Oh, yeah, that guy. Jeez, man. Mm-hmm. And it's knowing that that's the guy who's just blocking for. Man of the year, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but next I news, but uh, Car- the Eagles are currently looking to trade away Carson Wentz. We thought it was going to happen last week, but it seems like the he was trying to do a trade with the Bears, but that fell apart. They they just really want a first round pick. That's the thing. Yeah, I heard that the best offer from the Colts was like two seconds and a third, but they're holding out for that first round pick. I think they're just. They're waiting out so long now that they're losing some of the teams that had interest, and that obviously is going to make it less competitive, which doesn't drive the price up like you want to a first-rounder. I was actually hearing two weeks ago that we might get a Mm first-rounder. But now they've waited so long, and it's taken so long. A lot of teams have dropped out, and the competition just isn't there. I'd I'd take the Colts offer right now, first of all, because – it's nice to Carson Wentz to actually give him somewhere where he can can succeed. But second of all, because two second rounders and a third is no is is not nothing. That's that's a good amount of picks. Um, and also you giving up cast space too. We just trade for a second round and third. Right. And and I just want I just want Carson out of here, man. I'm a big Carson fan. And I think he will succeed somewhere else. But I don't think that place where he will succeed is here because even though I think he can still be a good quarterback, he's just lost the locker room and the fans here. So he has no chance of ever getting that back, no matter what he does in his next season. So he's really in a bad spot here. Because mm-hmm. you can tell, like, when you're watching the games, when the Eagles are playing with Carson Wentz, they look like they're all draining. And, like, right? It doesn't feel like they want to play. But as yeah. you saw Jalen Hurts got out there, you see, like, a spark in them. But Yeah, they gave up on Carson Wentz. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And Miles Sanders, you saw her saw what Miles Sanders said, that as soon as Jay Carson wins, they're going to be a Super Bowl-bound team. So, he said that? Mm-hmm. Wow, Miles Sanders. I'm not even completely sold on you, man. Yeah, but, and then their current this – came, this came out, like, a couple minutes ago. Seahawks and Colts both won Zach Ertz, so. True. We have to move Zach Ertz as well. And also, Zach Ertz – I mean, not Zach Ertz. The Seattle Seahawks also need a tight end because they had Greg Olson as their tight end, who wasn't really good for them, too. So, they really need a tight end. That's another position they need. So, that might work out. But the Colts getting Zach Ertz and then get Carson Wentz, I can see both of them getting traded to Indianapolis. I don't know how that will happen with the – the cap space with both teams, but I can see that happening. But honestly, yeah. but honestly like as a Eagles fan, what do you want for Indianapolis besides draft picks? Man, I don't want to get too ridiculous, and I mean, obviously, I could say I want one of their best players or anything, but I don't know who would be a good, decent player to get. I don't really want that though, because I want draft picks. Because draft picks is like currency man you can you can trade that to another team and make another trade and get a player that you really want not but if you get a player not necessarily any team is going to want that guy or need that guy so a second round pick is valuable to every team that's Mm -hmm. why i want the draft picks Mm -hmm. could just be valuable to us because we have spots to rebuild yeah but in other news Taylor Heineke re-signed with the Washington football team. You think Taylor Heineke can be the future quarterback for the Washington football team? No. There's a, there's like there's reasons that, you know, these guys are go to Old Dominion to play football or something, and then they don't get drafted, then they're out of the league for a while. Like, it just doesn't happen very often. You don't get Kurt Warner all the time. He's, he's small. 
I mean, we've seen him in one game where he did very well, but wait till he gets on tape. Imagine he's a starter for a whole season. Wait till he gets on tape. Then he's going to get exposed. So I think they need to look for a real quarterback solution. They can't run it into next season with an actually good roster and have Taylor Heineke starting a quarterback. You think these shows go after Cam Newton? No. He sucks. Because I hear a lot of people saying, like, oh, Cam Newton back with his old head coach. I like Cam Newton. Yeah, his old head coach who benched him in the end. But uh, I like I like Cam Newton. He was always so much fun when he was on top of his game. And even to start this season, it looked like he was back. But towards the end of the season, you could see, like, his accuracy is just shot. His arm is shot. Mm-hmm. Injuries is real him during his whole time. Yeah. Sad. Mm-hmm. But – that whole time draft class is getting older and older with like, you know, first two picks, Von Miller and Cam Newton. Both been like Von Miller's still good, but it's been injured for the past two years, so Yeah. Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. But honest, in my opinion, I feel like they should just go and try to draft a quarterback. Like you said, that quarterback, uh was it? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. That's your sleeper, or was it Zach Wilson? No, Mac Jones my sleeper. Because I hear all this talk that's like, oh, but the weapons he has at Alabama, he's not even good. But I'm just watching some of the throws he makes, and obviously a lot of times the wide receivers are open, but just the feel that he has on them and the anticipation and that he throws a nice spiral, he throws a really catchable ball. So And his pocket presence, I just see him – move up and back in the pocket in the pocket he doesn't get hurried too much you know he can move out and still look down the field so he's definitely my sleeper but it's all contingent and this is basically for any draft guy for any guy who gets drafted on what team you go to so but i another reason for my take on that is i think he's going to go in a good range like 15 to 20 where there's a lot of good teams yeah yeah so, I feel like they, I feel like they can just draft a quarterback. My sleeper, in my opinion, is Trey Lance from North Dakota State. I just like how he plays, even though he didn't play last year. I like, I saw his tape in his junior year, and he hit, and he has been getting a lot interested from colleges too, from training camps, from like pro day training camps and stuff. So, I feel like he can be a sleeper. Like, I feel like he's not gonna get. I feel like he's gonna get drafted in the late first round. Because no one really hasn't saw him play, and then that's where a, a good team takes him with with a sleeper pick. So that's where you see teams like the Steelers football team, uh, Colts, Colts. If they don't have their situation figured out. Bears, Bears, teams like that. So a team that's like one quarterback away that well has one quarterback away that's in the playoffs right now. So that's where I can see him, but. Another question. This wasn't on the agenda for today, but another question. So if you're the New York Giants and New York Giants fans, do you want to keep Daniel Jones as your franchise quarterback? Yes. I think he took a big step forward last year. And, you know, let's say you get a new guy. He has to learn all the ropes again. And this year, I mean, Daniel Jones has, what, three years of NFL quarterbacking experience under him now? So – and this year they were a much improved team. They lost their best player in like game two and they were still pretty good. So I think Daniel Jones has made tremendous strides forward. I wouldn't want to start on a new quarterback now. You know, I'm not really still on Daniel Jones because this year he, even though he was injured, he threw, honestly, his passing yards was good, but you also can blame his uh, interceptions on his O line. It's not simply blocking for him. So. But he's, yeah, decision-making, it'll come with time. Mm-hmm. But, a lot of touchdowns and 10 interceptions, but you also can say the same thing about Drew Locke with 16 touchdowns and, like, 15 interceptions. So. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And you can and one thing I like about the most from the stats that he has 2,943 yards, and he was injured for most of the games this year. So. Yeah, so we're both with Daniel Jones. Keep him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I wasn't really so on uh, Daniel Jones, I saw, but then I saw the stats. But I feel like Drew Locke is better than Daniel Jones. But, you know, that's just my opinion right there. But, well, you're trying to get rid of Drew Locke. I mean, when you get a when you get a chance to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, then – Yeah, we got Deshaun Watson. 
Yeah, gonna be gone. Yeah, but Josh Rosen re-signed with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, you think this is something? Mm, Potentially, because they're not sold on Jimmy G. So let's say they don't get Deshaun Watson or something, and Jimmy G starts doing bad. Josh Rosen could go in there to a team that has some good pieces. But I also think he sucks everywhere he's been. So This is like his last chance. I don't root against him, though. Is he even going to be second on the depth chart? I mean, we'll have to see. Probably behind Nick, Nick Mullins. If he's still- yeah, we saw Nick Mullins come in a few times last year and be successful. Mm-hmm. But Orlando Brown, the offensive tackle for the Ravens, wants to trade. He wants to get traded to a team that let him play left tackle instead of right tackle. So the one thing about the Ravens that make them so good that the O-lines is great. But when you have your pro board young O-line yeah. wanting a trade, this can hurt your team, especially yeah. with a team with a quarterback who doesn't really throw the ball that much and a quarterback who only likes to scramble. So Yeah, he's really good. So do they have a left tackle out there? I don't know. They probably do have a left tackle out there. I got to look up, look up the Ravens O-line. But. Yeah, it depends because I'd do as much as I can to keep them. But then again, left tackle, right tackle. I mean, I assume he's played a lot of left tackle coming up if he's saying this. Mm-hmm. So he should be. Oh good. yeah, they have Ronnie Stanley. As- oh, oh yeah, that's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Oh man, then you're in a pickle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you try to talk to him, try to convince him that's not all that bad, but that he's on a championship contender here, potentially. And you see a team like the Seahawks wanting a tackle, I'm just... That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'll, I won't mind, as the Broncos, I don't mind picking up... Oh, wait, we actually do have a left tackle. Never mind. We're yeah. old, so... Pro Bowler this year, too, so... But if I was the team that need that looking for a tackle, need a left tackle, this is be absolute starting to do a trade right there. So because to help your like if you're a team that's trying to like team like the Giants to try and protect their young uh quarterback, uh see how many hits he, he's gonna take in, how many interceptions he has because the O line is just uh completely falling apart right in the pocket. But Getting Orlando Brown Jr. would be a nice pickup for them. So, for a lot of teams, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe we can see this later on in some future, in the future. See if some this goes on with the trade trade room for Orlando Brown. So, yeah. But the Broncos cutting AJ Boye, their corner. Your thoughts on that? Uh, he got traded there for a fourth rounder, which was kind of surprising to me at that point. I thought that was good business, but I guess you would know better than me. How was his season last year? Bad? Bad. Bad. It was bad. He got outplayed by uh, by, by Bryce Callahan and the rookie corner. The rookie corner from, like, the third or fourth round, so wasn't looking good for him. And then Every time out there, he didn't really make a difference on the team. He was mostly injured all year long, so they didn't feel like keeping him around because he's 29 years old. He's not really doing that much. He got injured last year and his contract, too. So if they want to get a person like Deshaun Watson, they, got, they couldn't find a trade for him. They just got to come because that's the reason why players get cut because they can't find a trade for them because of their contract and the way they performed last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wish we could find a trade for him so we can get something back. But cutting AJ Boy was the right thing. But thing is, I was going to talk about next: should the Broncos cut Von Miller? No, no. Because I see a lot of people on TikTok on Instagram saying that oh, Broncos like having arguments how the Broncos should cut Von Miller. I'm I'm against that because Von Miller, he's he's part. Of, he's like the only person left on the Super Bowl run, Super Bowl champion team. He's the only person left. 
I really love to keep Von Miller on the team because he's still good. He's been injured. It's not his fault that it's not his fault he got he tore his ACL. So, oh yeah, he tore his ACL. Like he he's gonna come back. Like he's still good if he if he slowed down a little bit because we still have uh, Riley Chubb on the other side. So yeah. Anyways, uh, what are you what are you gonna get for him right now after he's just come off of two injured seasons. That's like selling at his lowest, which would be an unfortunate deal for the Broncos. I think he can still help them a lot. Yeah. Especially I'll, on the defense. I'll keep him. That's the thing. And like, he's the, literally one of the best players in their franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Not like maybe the best defensive player in their franchise history. Mm-hmm. You can make an argument about that for sure. But yeah, I would not cut Von Miller. Or like I'll key Von Miller till he retires. That's the thing. Like when I first saw him got that contract, that seven year contract after 2016. Not no seven years later, almost seven years later too. That's amazing right there too. Just think about that. But I'll keep Von Miller till he retires. He was the second pick in the 2011. Oh yeah, he was second to Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. It was 20? It was 2011 or 2012 draft class. I think it was 11. 2011, so 2011 draft class, uh, where we did great draft game Von Miller. So, and he was part of the uh, Orange Crush defense that we all love and know from Denver. And then we don't forget about the no fly zone with Quee Talee, Chris Harrison Jr., and everybody else on that squad too. So, but most of those players are gone from the Broncos. Like it was sad to see Chris Harrison Jr. leaving the Broncos last year. So. Like, Chris Harrison Jr. and Von Miller was the only people left on that team last year. Now we only have Von Miller. So, if we get rid of Von Miller, like, that's just going to ruin the whole tire. Like, yeah. the whole tire, they're just going to lose the locker room like that because Von Miller is a team leader like that, in my opinion. Yeah. So, if they, if they cut Von Miller, that would be a terrible decision for the Denver Broncos. But speaking of mixed locker – speaking about locker rooms, the locker room for the Broncos are mixed about – have mixed feelings about – Drew Locke. You have some people, including former players too, you have some people saying that, oh, they should keep Drew Locke. He's improving every single day. And some people say, but Deshaun Watson's out there. So you think you, see, you hear Drew Locke hearing this all, you think he's getting a little nervous that he might be potentially getting traded away? Man, that's the worst. When you have, when when your locker room split like that, uh, especially for, like, I mean, I think Drew Locke has a lot of confidence just naturally, but it's it's got to hurt um, to to hear those rumblings around the locker room. But as it is, he's no Deshaun Watson. So when you have a chance to get a Deshaun Watson, you go for it. Yeah. So so this is from a former Bronco player, Hall of Famer. Hey, man, uh, I'm a Bronco fan. I'm a Drew Locke fan. Locke, Locke looked Look last year for anybody who had a who had a new offensive coordinator, a young a younger quarterback. It was going to be challenging. I'm pulling for Drew Locke. I'm excited for the prospects with full year. I'm, I'm excited for the team next year in the off season. Hope he has a good year. And then we then we talked about uh, Deshaun Watson later on. He said, "Oh, that's tough because Deshaun Watson is a talent that you cannot pass on." So, right. Yeah, a legend who wants to root for Drew Locke but can't really root for Drew Locke because I'm a huge Drew Locke fan. I like to root for Drew Locke. But you got to play like Deshaun Watson. You can't pass him up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what you're getting with Drew, with uh, with Deshaun Watson. With Drew Locke, it's still the project, and you don't know if it's ever going to come out like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Champ Bailey saying this. He's done some good things, but nothing to make me feel good about the future for the Broncos. And then when he talked about Drew Locke, uh, uh, he talked about Deshaun Watson, he said, oh, Deshaun Watson can change the whole entire franchise. So, yeah, things like that, just to change the whole entire team around. Like, you hear, you hear office alignment, Dalton Ryzen saying that's my quarterback. We got other players saying that, oh, I'm not sure that he can lead this team right. Maybe Deshaun Watson would be better. You got Jerry Judy saying that's my quarterback. We just don't know about the team yet. So, yeah, that's a good thing to say right now. I don't think none of them would be too upset, though, if Deshaun Watson comes. No, maybe they'd be a little upset they got Carson Wentz because, like, 
Yeah, I'm not even too sure that Carson Wentz is a lot better than Drew Locke right now. So, mm-hmm. but should the Broncos keep Philip Lindsay? He's a free agent this year. Oh man, that's tough. Well, I usually I'll usually give you the more more credibility here, but uh, to me it seemed like Melvin Gordon had some good games last year. But the year before, but the year before that, I mean, Philip Lindsay struggled with injury, right? This year, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think they're kind of forgetting, you know, the season that he had before that, where he was what a thousand yard rusher off an undrafted rookie or something. No, that's his first. That was his first two seasons. He had both a thousand yards rushing, and this year was his only year that he didn't have a thousand yard rushing because he was injured half the year. So yeah, it d- depends. Depends what kind of money he wants and all that, but uh. I'd keep him. Is Melvin Gordon up as well or no? No, remember they signed you signed him last year, so he's like on a four-year, three-year contract left. So oh, okay. But in my opinion, I feel, I feel like we should include Melvin Gordon in that Drew in that Deshaun Watson trade somehow. If they even want him. Yeah. Cause I just don't I just don't like having Melvin Gordon because I like, as a Broncos fan, Broncos fan seeing getting undrafted players, what the Broncos are really good getting these steals like for example, with uh, Brandon Marshawn drafting him in the sixth round back in the 2000s. So that's just a couple of examples right there where we do better drafting players in, in late rounds or undrafted players. But mm-hmm. I'm saying uh, – and Tim Patrick too. But And then getting Phil Lindsay, undrafted player from Denver too. He's from Denver, hometown team. Grew up there, went to college there. Uh, all No one no – one, uh, Everybody gave up on him. There was like no one, no one else wanted him. But then you see the Broncos giving him a chance. Got this, picked him up after the draft, which was absolute absolute steal. And then first year he was in the Pro Bowl in his rookie year. Which will probably be a backup running back though. What kind of money are you gonna pay a backup running back? Thing is, like I feel like he's a better than Melvin Gore in my opinion. Fast. I know, but I'm just saying. I don't know if John Elway feels the same way. Well, John Elway's not GM anymore. Yeah, but he just moved himself up to a higher position. I'm sure he still has say. Yeah. He's like head of football operations now or something. Yeah, but I just feel if I, as a Broncos fan, I like most people. Most people who are looking from outside of this feel like, oh, they should just keep Melvin Gordon. In my opinion, I feel like they should keep. Phil Lindsay over Melvin Gordon because my opinion, Phil Lindsay is a much better player than Melvin Gordon. And the thing is, last year the Broncos O line wasn't simply just blocking for Phil Lindsay sometimes too. So because most of it was injured, we got players like Elijah Wilkinson, who's from Downtown, by the way. Yeah. Wasn't who's not really good on the Broncos. They're simply not blocking for Phil Lindsay, but you know, but he also can't. And then when they don't block for Phil Lindsay, he gets injured. Then you got Melvin Gordon coming in doing his job. You think it's conspiracy? You think they just blocked for Melvin Gordon and not Phil Lindsay? No, it's not conspiracy. It's just Phil Lindsay's game all year long. Because the thing is, he was almost to a thousand rushing yards this year too. But remember, he just got injured. So even if he get injured this year, even sharing stats with Melvin Gordon, he will have a he will still have a good season. So this game, Melvin Gordon was really confusing last year because he was giving free money away. That's the con- that's the Monday we could give to Chris Harrison Jr. when he left, but let him go walk off to the Chargers, and then we got Melvin Gordon from the Chargers. The games that were on like national television, I guess this impacts how I feel about Melvin Gordon. Like the Jets game on Thursday Night Football, Melvin Gordon was really good in that one. If I rem- if I do remember, yeah, but off of- what? It's also the Jets. I know. I'm just saying, but those are the games that you see on national TV, like that most audiences see of the Broncos and. That one, Melvin Gordon was just running away from defenders. Probably had a hundred plus yards. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of Broncos fans who have mixed feelings about Melvin Gordon. So, but let's. So you're, but you have Mel, Melvin Gordon now on a long time contract, so you're gonna have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But the top free agents from this. Uh, from this off season, what 
What do you think about these top free agents right now? NFL? Yeah. I have to, I have to look at the list right now. Uh, can you name some off the top of your head? Uh, you got uh, – for quarterbacks, you got Dak Prescott. Yeah, the, but they can just franchise tag him. You got Dak Prescott and also tackle Trent Williams, as Rusher. Allen Robinson is a big one. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in him. Leonard Williams. You got Brandon Scherf, a guard. Hunter Henry, tight end. Uh, Yannick Nagui. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Edge rusher for the Baltimore Ravens. Bud, Bud the free edge rusher for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans. King Galloway, wide receiver. So, yeah, like you said earlier, Chris Godwin's a free agent. Allen Robinson's a free agent. So, I think Chris Godwin will want to stay, but uh, I think Robinson is out of there. I don't think – I don't think he can deal with the thing is or quarterback. Oh, uh, what you said earlier about Dak Prescott, they can't franchise tag him because they already franchise tag him. No, you can franchise tag someone like three times though. Really? Yeah, I can see here. A second franchise tag for, for Dak Prescott would be valued at thirty-seven point seven million. He's not even that good, dude. Thing is, if I was Dak Prescott, I do not want to be on the Cowboys. So. Like, he can come to the Broncos. Like, we don't mind. Like, oh we can get Be careful what you're asking for. Be careful what you wish for. Yep. Allen Robinson's definitely going to be out of there. Uh, Kenny Galladay probably out of there. I can see Allen Robinson going to the Ravens, in my opinion. Well, Kenny Galladay is not actually definitely out of there. I can I see here predicted Lions franchise tag him. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams, Pro Bowl. Tackle, man. That could be for the Seahawks. Getting him and Orlando Brown, too. Oh. You got to re-sign Justin Simmons out here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good guys. Levante David at linebacker. Yeah, I'm just, this is free agents. It's been from years past, like, especially from receivers for teams that need receivers. So, Brandon Sheriff for another guard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but – if I was a team like Ravens, that we always talk about how the Ravens need wide receivers. Marquise Brown cannot be their number one receiver. Getting out Robinson, Ken Galloway, Juju, uh, Will, Will Fuller, like those four receivers right there. Those help. guys get to decide where they go to, though, and are they going to want to catch balls from Lamar or are they going to want to catch them from somebody else? Yeah. Well, I know Allen Robinson does not. I know Allen Robinson is going to be on a different team next year. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson and Will Fuller are, team, are players that will definitely be on a different team because they do not like their franchise, and their franchise is not – their franchise has been selling them. I'm not sure about King Galloway because he might get franchise tag, but – but Allen Robinson, I saw a stat saying, like, Allen Robinson uh, legs, leads the league for the past, like, three or four seasons for most – most uh, passes that like most inaccurate passes going his way, but he still catches. So, yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. So if he has a quarterback that actually can throw it decently to him, we can see him go off. Also, can see Allen Robinson going to the Washington Football Team with pairing up with him and Terry, Terry McLaurin. But he's only know their actual quarterback too, so I don't really see that oh, happening. That'd be sick. Mm-hmm. But. The thing about NFL free agency, though, is it's all before the draft, so they're not going to know who their quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about the 49ers, so we can skip on that. Mitch Trubisky, he said he has zero interest of signing back with the Chicago Bears. So, wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that at all. The Bears have been super good to you, Mitch. I thought you could keep maybe the starter rule next year. That's yeah, like right now. Seem like right now they're going in with Nick Foles as a starting quarterback. So, oh man, <clears throat> I was really surprised. I'm like, oh, this is the guy, the team that drafted you with the second pick overall, trade mm-hmm. up for him, and then they had so much faith in him, kept him in, kept him in, kept him in. Like Gave he, him so many chances. Mm-hmm. Well, he had Nick Foles for a couple of games, then they put back him into Shabiskis, but. The way that – and he – and, like, you just won, like, 
MVP. Like MVP. Come on, you just won MVP and now you're gonna leave. Like that's it's... seriously messed up, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, what I don't know what teams are gonna want to want Mitch Trubisky that much. Like, you can get a nice starting job with the Houston Texans, I imagine. I don't mind, like, when we get to Sean Watson, we can have Mitch Trubisky as our backup quarterback. That'll... No, Mitch Trubisky's going to want to get paid. Oh, he can be the backup quarterback for Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. It doesn't matter. So you can just know that these two kids right there was drafted to be after you. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I could see him going to, like, the Houston Texans after they trade away Deshaun Watson or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was really surprised from seeing this. But let's transition to basketball. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett said that uh, these current – let me pull this up real quick. Uh, Kevin Garnett recently said that uh, I don't think guys from 20 years ago could play in this game. I don't even even – the. I don't even know that the guards from 20 or 30 years ago could even play this year because they're so creative and so competitive. And, and it's saucy. You get dropped, too. That what he said. So, which has some truth because these, like, from 20 years ago and 30 years ago, the guards had evolved. So, all it, the languages in the world, and Kevin Garnett decided to speak facts. Mm-hmm. This is facts. Uh, just look at the handles of the guys. These days, like Steph Curry, James Harden, they would get dropped. They also can't shoot the three like they can. And they also um, aren't as athletic as maybe a Russell Westbrook or someone like that. So, or few, or few were that athletic. So it's a different game now as well. Also on defense, they'd get called for every foul. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you can see, for example, one player I do give a lot of hate to who's like, uh, an old player was John Stockton. I don't really see John Stockton really succeeding in this current NBA. That's the thing. John Stockton would maybe be Ricky Rubio. I feel like that's disrespectful to say, but like, come on now. He's very, he's not as, he's not athletic enough to match these guys nowadays. Yeah. But what he makes up for in athleticism he what he lacks in athleticism, he might just make up in basketball IQ and everything because he was the all-time assist leader. He was on the dream team, so let's let's slow down. That's also why sometimes it's pointless to compare eras because there's really no no possible way to compare the eras. Yeah. So what I was saying, what I was just saying, Manny, is like I heard you. I feel disrespectful for saying that to John Stockton, so. We might as well stop comparing arrows because the man does lead the NBA in assists. I think he leads in steals, like all time, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a member of the dream team. So, yeah, but he can also make an argument. Isaiah Thomas deserved to be on the dream team too. So, but Draymond <laughs> uh, Green recently came out saying on a podcast that one player he has been talking to that. That he asked him, like, you look out of shape. And he said, yeah, I'm out of shape. The bubble killed me. So, one player. And everybody was like, oh, on the pocket, like, oh, it wasn't James Harden. It wasn't James Harden. It wasn't Jimmy Butler. It wasn't anybody. And then that made people believe that it, he was talking about Anthony Davis because his way he's playing right now. You think Anthony Davis is out of shape due to the bubble? Yeah, I don't know about out of shape. Maybe just Maybe just run down. I mean – with the shortest off-season of all time. Like, these guys really do use their off-season. They really do need that time. So, you come off a championship run, then you're just expected to do it again. It can be difficult. Mm-hmm. And just – what was it? Just yesterday, he's out again now, I think. I think he re-aggravated, like, an, an old injury. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like if the Lakers won this championship, this actually might be the more harder championship to win because, like, they just came out, came out of the bubble, only had, like, a month and a half to – recover and then now they're back and playing in in a season yeah it's crazy but remember they also have that remember they don't they didn't finish the rest of the schedule yet so after this schedule ends they're the second half of the schedule so they might get a longer break so yeah yeah but oh you're tired man 
You see John Collins on the trade block. Uh, you might be seeing John Collins going to trade too. What team do you think John Collins would be a good fit for? I think he'd be a good fit for a lot of teams. I think he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, just just for the sake of it, let's just say Philly. Let's just say Philly, man. You need a, a, a good number four, at least some depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my opinion, he would be a good fit for any team. I don't know why the Hawks won't get rid of John Collins. But they even but they drafted a big man who play who's literally like John Collins. So in my opinion, less than John Collins. And they already have Clint Capella that's not really helping them out for the spacings too. So but John Collins having a good year just right now. So if I was a team that needs a young power forward to boost their team up a little bit, I'll I'll definitely take a chance on John Collins. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but next Wizards are winning again. They've been winning a lot of games that's recently beat Boston Celtics last night. Your thoughts on this? I'm happy to see this because, you know, just a bit ago, the Wizards were like, or or Bradley Beal, it seemed like it was failing and they all wanted out. But I actually like a lot of those guys on the team. I root for those guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to see them winning again. Or who at Jamara? The Samurai. Not really who I was talking about. More like Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, those guys. Mm-hmm. I want to see those guys be successful. You want to see the Samurai be successful too. So, yeah, but I'm also like see them win because like Russell Westbrook gets a lot of hate for no reason. Like the fan gets right. think that Russell Westbrook is the reason why they're losing, but like Russell Westbrook is the second leading scorer on the team because you see only see Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook scoring. There's not no one else on the team that scores when you're. When you're starting big is Robin Lopez because Tom uh, Tom Robinson is not what's his name Thomas Bryant is injured. Let's say Tom Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Bryant is injured, and then Robin Lopez is your starting center. And it's not looking good because like Robin Lopez is definitely like out of his prime, even though his prime wouldn't be that as good. So. Yeah. What prime? Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it's nice to see the Wizards starting to win again. But in our news, the Jazz franchise, man, they're such a pitiful franchise. I'd like to see them win for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Sorry. No news. The Jazz are the best team in the West. He thinks it's going to last long. Would they make a playoff run? Oh man, it's tough because uh, I feel like we've seen a lot of these things happen in like the LeBron James era, where you see like an Atlanta Hawks get like a sixty wins or something, mm-hmm. and LeBron just stomps on them. Um, Regular season, I always say this, regular season and, and playoff are just two different things. And uh, You see this a lot with teams like the Bucs. But they're beating good teams. They beat the Celtics, Bucks. now. They're on a crazy win streak. Their last loss was to the Nuggets. So, Sixers next, so Yeah, they have Sixers and then Clippers twice and then Lakers eventually. So I think at the end of that run, within their next five games, they have – Sixers, Clippers twice, and then Lakers. So we might learn something about them in that run. The thing is, he had the same roster from last year, so this is the players that's improving too. And Donovan Mitchell just canned the whole entire squad. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then Shaq feeling the whole entire Utah Jazz up a little bit. But the Mavericks are struggling. They've been losing a lot of games. It's not looking good. They're one of the most – in my opinion, one of the most disappointing teams right now. Like, Luka Doncic is trying all of it. After the media keep on saying, oh, he's going to win MVP, he's going to be the next MVP. If his team's not looking good, you think the Mavericks won't make the playoffs this year? No, I think they will. I think they'll get sorted. But uh, we had such high hopes from him in, in our predictions. I think everybody must have had him, like, top four at least in the Western Conference. Yeah. Uh, but turns out they're just – I don't know. They're just a lot of pieces away. I don't even know how to describe it, but the defense is horrendous. Well, they definitely need jo- uh, Josh Richardson because, like, Josh Richardson was injured for most of the year. He wasn't really playing for them, and Josh Richardson is basically like the anchor for the defense now. Yeah, their defense. They lost Steph Curry. Like the team, the defense is off for the team. Their only offense and no defense. Like you're talking about how bad the Wizards' defense is, but. Like, the Wizards' defense is not as bad as the Mavericks' defense. The Mavericks have the worst defense in NBA history from last year, so. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's all that we have for today. Okay. Yeah.
yeah, that's all we have for today. So if you guys watching from YouTube, make sure you guys like and subscribe. If you guys watching from Spotify, make sure you guys follow. Uh, if you guys watching from Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us five stars and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram on Don Tessa Pod. Uh, follow us on TikTok, Don Tessa Pod. We posted a TikTok up earlier. For I love that one. I'm I'm gonna work. I'm gonna do at that at some point. Mm-hmm. One of my greatest takes of all time. I'll never I'll never have to be right about anything ever again because I can just say, you know what? I called Justin Herbert, and guys like Colin Cowherd were saying that he's garbage and he's trash and he was gonna fail. Mm-hmm. I got posted that TikTok on Instagram too, so we, we can get that out there too. But honestly, I just remember seeing that. Maybe if you posted one about me saying the, how the Bills would be a future dynasty, but you know, if they went to Super Bowl, that'd be that'd be a post right there. Cause like, I think a lot. Of, I think we uh, I think we agreed on that. Maybe the mm-hmm. three of us. We really like the Bills coming into the season. Mm-hmm. And then you guys were like, oh, you sure about the Bills? Like, uh. And yeah, at points in the season, that is true. I did hop off the Bills train at one point. I think it was when they lost, like, back-to-back games to the Chiefs and Titans. I was like, if these guys want to be contenders, then this is the games that they have to win. But Yeah. But that's pretty much it. You guys you got something else to say? Uh, no, I don't, I don't get anything right now. Okay. So that's pretty much it. If you guys – yeah, I already tell you guys what to do. You already went through them all. Uh, only thing I gotta say is next time we record a podcast, Deshaun Watson will be on the Broncos.